Janie got a gun. We back. What's up, man? Oh, man, I'm just so sore from the game yesterday. Sheesh. Final yeah. four. Down to final two. Break it down, man. What happened out there? Well, yeah, I, I like to call it a a good... I mean, it was a, it, it it was almost like uh, the basketball was was non-existent. It was just sort of like a a good old game of rugby mixed with polo with a little bit of soccer, the Duke North Carolina game. But uh, the KU game against Villanova was uh, sort of like so your cousins from Kansas City came to the East Coast and visited and. You guys played a little pickup ball, and you know your cousin with the gold teeth from Kansas City drinking Milwaukee best got the best of you. And uh, there's no there's no other way to put it. I mean, everything Jay Wright and those guys tried to do, KU not only did it better, but I kind of felt like KU's a fraud for not telling us how good they were. You know, they've been all year. Because it was absolutely a good old-fashioned ass-kicking. It's the battle of the coaches, man. New school, R- as the old school were ushered out. Shashevsky. Oh. Yeah. Shot down, man. Bang, bang. Mm-hmm. My baby shot me down. <laughs> and he got took out by a long-time long-time rival, that being the uh, North Carolina Chapel Hill Tar Heels. Old Tobacco Road, right, as they say. Oh, I don't know, man. Tobacco Road, whenever I think about Tobacco Road, I'm still kind of getting over that, so I find that very offensive. I know. Mm -hmm. Racism ain't dead. But the fast break is. Well, no, but the fast yeah. break is the fast break made me forget about racism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Well, but what about since you race bait? Since you race baiting, <laughs> Don Staley, South Carolina, taking on uh, one of the thirteen colony teams, UConn, and Uh-oh. Gino. Yeah. In the women's championship, national women's championship, it's going to be played out today. Uh, tournament features the South Carolina Gamecocks, who have who have been on the run for the last four years, four or five years. Can He's I got a title? I, Go ahead, can sir. I, uh, can I be honest? All right, I, I want to come clean. All right, uh, I don't remember Don Staley in the WNBA. Hmm. I'm sorry. I thought she was Cynthia Cooper at first for a couple of years. I'm, I'm not trying to be facetious or anything of that nature. I mean, I don't remember Don Staley in the WNBA. I think she's a great coach, but I don't remember her in the WNBA. I'm not. Yeah, to my understanding, the way things were years ago, uh, and still to this day, 
a lot of the women players they 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 travel abroad to play, and she did a lot of her damage overseas. Oh, uh, okay. Before before the inception of the WNBA, so a lot of her on the court success as she graduated from uh, Virginia in '92. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. She she put it she put in a lot of work overseas. She played uh for uh Teravis Bigori and then uh she came back to the States. Well, well you know what, I don't wanna put my foot in my mouth. I mean what they gotta what they gotta recognize for over here. It's one one year overseas. So I won't say a lot of work. But I mean she was the face of the Charlotte Sting. When she uh, came back, she was drafted number nine overall by the Charlotte Steam. Oh, in the okay. NBA. Six-time All-Star. Oh, okay. 10th anniversary team, 15th anniversary team. You know, she was a pure point guard. Division, oh. division uh, you know, she was coach, led her team to the championship in 17. Two Nail Smith, coach of the year award. So, I mean, she definitely understands the game of basketball. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I guess for some people, their career statistics, you know, don't necessarily overshadow, you know, their success in, in, overall in the game as far as their contribution. Because uh, as far as their playing career, you know, like you were saying, uh, whew, they don't even have her basketball stats up here. They got a college stats. She uh she was between fourteen and eighteen points a game throughout her career. Blended average of sixteen at Virginia as a player. Sixteen points per game. Well let me see what her assists were. Best year, seven, seven assists. Free throw shooter though. Eighty percent. Consistent. And uh career over forty five percent field goal percentage. So Smart player. Solid, solid player. Yeah. Solid contributor. I mean, I just felt like I had to be honest about it, right? Because, I, I mean, everybody's like, that's done. At first, I, call, I thought it was Cynthia Cooper for about two years that was coaching at South Carolina. You know, and I feel <laughs> like it's not. That's funny to you? That's actually pretty racist. Hey, your opinion. I can't change that. I hear you. Can't change it. You know what I mean? It's all good. Gang, gang. Yeah, she's gang, gang. <laughs> Take it <on> Gino <laughs> and the old UConn crew. And uh, she's trying to do her best to knock off an old legend in the game today. So it's Don Get Staley, not, not Cynthia Cooper, folks, right? And it's Don Staley. Okay. <laughs> Back over to men's side of the basketball, man. Kansas, two weeks in a row, two weekends back to back, man. They've steamrolled their opponent, uh, Coach Self. As I say, I think it's the rise of the uh, the new faces, coaching wise, in NCAA basketball with Hubie. Excuse me, Hubert, Hubert Davis. Mm. 
Cuba Davis and uh, Coach Self over at Kansas, man. Right, shout out, so, shout come. out, Bill, shout out, Bill Self, man. Uh, I was I was at Quail Springs Mall one day, and I was I was walking in the mall, and I see this, I hear this white guy, this random white guy wearing a hat. He's like, Marcus, is that you? And I'm like, oh no, it's not a police officer or anything. And I walk over there and I look, and it's Bill Self, and he comes up and he hugs me. He's like, Hayden, if you need anything, you let me know. You call me. I said, yes, sir. You know, but you know, going from K State, and he's from Oklahoma, and you know, he was a coach at KU when I was at K State. You know, it was always, it was always some respect there. But uh, shout out Bill Self, uh, stand up guy. Um, especially throughout his career. It, it felt good to see him. It, it looked like he belonged, right? It, it almost looked like, man, it's been a while since I've been back here. Feels good to be mm-hmm. back. Coach Bill Self. Yeah, On the Kansas it. side of things, man, KU. It's a big game. It's a Midwest powerhouse for many years. Kansas. They've had Quite a few superstars come out of that institution. And um, it's a lot of history, man. It's good to see. It's a lot of history in the Final Four. The the tournament produced, I want to say, the best, the best quality teams that the NCAA had to offer this year in the Final Four. It's pretty good. Fair basketball. Not great basketball, but fair basketball. The Duke-UNC game was a uh, classic. But as I said, you know, Kansas is uh steamroll their opponents. They beat University of Miami the week before. They beat Villanova um, to make it to the uh, championship game. No, Bill they Self, uh, man, just taking a look at him. Go ahead, sir. Oh no, they beat the shit out of Villanova. <laughs> oh man, pardon them French toast. Say, hey, yeah. man, for you. Yeah. NCAA Division One tournament, two thousand and eight. Man, Bill Self won the championship. Mm. And jeez, uh, who did he win it with? Huh. Uh, hey, Kansas. It's been a long time. K U. Was that Paul? No, Paul Pierce was in the NBA. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's with. Uh, shout out the little homie, uh, Darnell Jackson's crew. My man Darnell Jackson. Shout out Darnell Jackson, man. Uh, another Oklahoma native. I believe he played. Oh, no, 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 no. I want to talk about somebody else. That was Mario Chalmers, the most underrated success collegiately and professionally. Mario Chalmers, he was the. uh, From Alaska, right? Uh, Yeah. He's from Alaska, right? Uh, Let me see. Yeah, he is definitely. Definitely. Man, his name. His name is El Mario Charmers. Throws me off, man. <laughs> mm. Anchorage, Alaska, though, man. 
Mario yeah. Thomas. Another so he's already, one of your well, cousins, he, man. But he if you're if you're black and you made it out of Alaska, you're already a success. Like yeah. in, in anything in life. Another 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 success. Another Taurus Bull. Uh he won so he won a championship in two thousand eight in Kansas. In 2012 and 13, back to back, he won it in Miami with Miami Heat. Miami McDonald's All Star in 2005. So I mean, hey, heck of a heck of a player. He has great, 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 you know, uh, uh, accolades. But most people, oh man, he won the Greek Championship in 2020, the FIBA Championship in 2019. Mario, Mario is a sneaky guy, man. He's a sneaky guy, man. But I, it's kind of interesting that the league threw him away so early, though. Yeah. Or I guess he said, "Hey, man, this is it." He went overseas and made the best of it. Oh no, he made more than the best of it. I mean, us, you know, it's it's tough. Some people say it's a lot tougher over there than it is over here. Understood. I mean, it's a language barrier first and foremost. But oh, most yeah. of your players, most of the teammates that you're going to be playing with, you know, unless you're fluent, you know, bilingual, in most cases Spanish, in the Latin oh, yeah. countries. Yeah, yeah. Rosetta Stone and Tupac Shakur really, you know, really helped me out playing overseas. <laughs> yeah, but Mario Chalmers, man, Bill Self. Yeah. A little history here today. Yeah, okay. no, Bill, Bill Self is, uh, I mean, he's a native Oklahoman, uh, played for Eddie Sutton at Oklahoma State University himself as a player. We always thought uh, he would go back and coach at O State, but uh, he, he's done he's done right by the Kansas University, University of Kansas. So I'm uh, I'm impressed. Bill Self. Hubert Davis. Man, y'all better start putting some respect on it. See, this is the refined light scan, brother. NCAA champion himself at UNC. Down there, he played with, play with Rick Fox. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Oh. Hubert Ira Davis. And if your name is Ira, oh man, man, it's the Battle of the Taurus. Oh, Jeez. is he it's another Taurus, man? His birthday is May seventeenth. Bill Self is May nineteenth. Man, crazy. And mine, and mine is May thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth. Huh? You gotta love it. Gotta love it, man. NCAA champion, as I said, as a player. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I put in my mouth. They did not win the championship. They did not win the championship. I don't know what poser picture that was with him and Rick. Maybe it was winning the ACC tournament. <laughs> mm. Oh, so you said Hubert Davis didn't win it as a player? No, he did not. Hold on. So we've, been, so we've been grandfather. Oh, so just because he plays at North Carolina, we – Kind of maybe no, 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 no. One of the one of the photos he had where they were holding uh they were holding their uh I guess it was again must have been a conference championship. 
conference championship. Well, that that really that ups that upsets me because if you would have said, "Oh, Hubert Davis, he won a he did win a national championship," and I would have made the assumption that it was a credible source, especially coming from you, but that since he played at North Carolina, even though I don't remember him winning one, I would just make the assumption he won one. Yeah, no, and and again, I stand corrected. Okay, he didn't win as a player. He's won. He's won a championship as a coach, as an assistant at North Carolina uh, back in 2017. Oh, hey, back at that again. Don Staley won it in 2017. Uh, UNC won it in 2017. He was an assistant on that staff to Roy Williams, and uh, yeah. So that means Roy Williams wins the national championship too. Also, right? If Hubie wins, like next I week. mean, everybody wins, man. At the end of the day, Roy Williams has a long history, storied history. Uh, he was a Kansas coach for quite some time before he came home back to Roy, uh, to UNC Chapel Hill to take over after the legendary Dean Smith retired. He hung it up. Roy Williams uh, succeeded him. And uh, now Huey's there. So this is a win for Kansas and North Carolina. No matter how it, no matter how it play, plays out. Is that? Did you honestly? Did you honestly just say that on air? I absolutely did. So now we're so now we're promoting participation awards in the final. No, no, not at all. Not for promoting participation award. Well, then not everybody just, wins. There's only one winner next week. There's only one winner, but I'm just saying with the history of the people that we're talking about that have led these 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 young men, led these teams, these NCAA teams. And by the way, that particular UNC team uh, that won in 2017, uh, I I, nobody made the NBA. <laughs> nobody made the NBA from that team. Just like until Caleb Love actually stepped up and had a big game, uh, I couldn't call no one's name on the roster. Well, I could call either. I could call one on that USC is is Brady Manick, uh, who played at Oklahoma with Trey Young, I do believe. Um, and he yeah, wanted to keep the transfer. Him. Yeah, the transfer, mm-hmm. the portal guy. So, yeah, yeah shout out uh, Manic. Uh, I coached one of his nephews. Uh, he's he's a lethal shooter himself. But yeah, shout out to the Manic boy. Hey, do your thing out there, baby. Straight up, Oklahoma. Anyways. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here we go. NCAA, man, who are you taking? Carolina or Kansas? Oh, man. Um, you know, when it's this close to home, uh, you know, may God be with you, uh, both of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's too close to home. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I just... I just pray for a good game, and I'll leave it at that. Gotcha. Yeah. As we all do. Hope yeah. it's a great game since the 
NCAA tournament seems to be stretched out so far. Man, will it ever end in March? Ever again? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Man, I tell you. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, you know, a little pet peeve for me that these uh, tournaments are being extended or, or these seasons are be, have, have been uh, adjusted because of COVID-19 when everything reset. It seems as though we kind of threw the timelines of what was for many years. And, uh, I mean, we're pushing the second week of April. <laughs> Well, um, we're trying to get rid of daylight savings, too. While we're at it. Ah, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, because that's, I I mean, well, because that caused a lot more trauma to a lot of kids in America uh, growing up because my dad said, you got to. You got to practice going to bed early. And I mean, it made sense at the time. But when, as I got older, I started to think. And I said, how can you practice going to bed early? Right. Just move us to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we only man. knew, right? If we only knew. Practice going to bed early. Try it, parents. All you parents out there, just try it. It'll work. I hear that, man. Don Staley, Gino, Gino, Gino. Uh-oh. Uh, over at Connect, UConn, man. What do we got? Gladly give UConn. my opinion. UConn. UConn mm-hmm. against uh, South Carolina. Gamecocks. I'm going to go with South Carolina, man. Mm-hmm. Let's see what the point spread is. Let's see what the point, the point spread is here. The thing about it, you know, I, I, I'm probably going to have to eat the humble pie after that game because one thing that UConn has always been able to produce with their women's basketball team is a bunch of Ralphies. They'll shoot your eyes out, man. Oh, without a doubt. Girls, girls over there, man, they, you know, a lot of them are pure shooters. They can play some basketball. But um, here we go. Point spread favors South Carolina by four. UConn is the underdog, thirty and five. South Carolina thirty four and two. Mm. Wow, she only lost two games. And they're scoring, man. They are scoring. Well, they're scoring for multiple multiple positions, and and that's one of the things. I remember when I first uh, transitioned myself from player to a coach. One of the toughest things as far as making that adjustment was being in charge of five players because I, didn't, I wasn't a point guard position-wise. So with her being a point guard naturally and throughout her athletic career, I think, it, I think it makes it easier transition from a player to a coach for point guards because they practically really do have to know every single position on the court. I was I was a very selfish basketball player where I just wanted to score points and if we won the game it was a bonus. So it was a little bit different for me 
versus a point guard. So I, I, I can sort of see why she would come into coaching uh, fairly easy and make that adjustment as far as getting the most out of the players, particularly individually collected. I mean, <clears throat> they're putting up close to 73, 74 points a game on average. Mm-hmm. This is women's basketball. Our best player is not even playing. Best player. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't say best player. Best young prospect. Mm-hmm. She played uh, her high school basketball in Atlanta. She uh, she messed up her knee in the second game of the year. So mm-hmm. they have a they have a lot to look forward to upon her return. She holds uh, quite a few records coming out of Georgia. There's star little. Uh, she's she's actually a guard herself. She played in the McDonald's All Star. Oh, excuse me. She played in the Allen Iverson, the Allen Iverson Classic. Uh, coached by uh, Stack Five himself, Stephen Jackson. She played with the boys um, last year. Did pretty well. Nice young lady here. Trying to grab her name. I know it is Johnson. I just don't want to mess it up. <laughs> mm. Circle back to that, man. What else is going on, man? Throw a name out there. Once it comes up, put your name. Oh, uh, well, you both know what's going on. And we might as well do it today. I've been talking with my constituents, and they said I should go ahead and do it. So, you know, we might as well go ahead and release release his name. Um, he's been hunting my Google search over the last 48 hours. Got to be honest. Um, we're about to be buying a lot of Liberty jerseys. Put it like that. So, go out and get your number seven Liberty jerseys. Buy them right now. Tell you the truth, I wonder how much you can buy right now online. Get that throwback. Yeah. <laughs> get, that, get, that, get that throwback before it becomes a throwback. <laughs> this, this is gonna be a season of jerseys now that uh Jay Z and uh Neff Bleak have acquired Memphis uh excuse me, have acquired uh Mitchell Mitchell and Ness. So Definitely a hot jersey right there, man. And if you guys don't know who he's talking about, talking about Malik Willis out of Liberty University, quarterback prospect in this year's NFL draft. And uh, where will he fall? That's the major question. Fall? Will he will he slip to the <laughs> middle of the draft? Late part of the draft? Or will someone pull the trigger early and select him in those first 10 picks? It was that when I first discovered him, I think he was at number 20. And then I put in a Google search for some odd reason uh, and then pops up number two with the lion. So this guy is kind of bouncing all over the place. What does that mean when a when a player bounces all over the draft board like that? I'm not familiar. Hey man, 
it, it could be anything. He's not a North Dakota State University graduate or mm. baller. Raven Johnson. I'm just tapping back in. Raven Johnson. Hot prospect. Keep your eye out for him, man. Next year, next season. South Carolina. But Malik, as we're we're talking about him. Malik uh, is interesting. He's an enigma. You know, started at Auburn, uh, made the transition over to Liberty University in Virginia, beat up on Virginia Tech, one of his notable wins, as you pointed out, Steve. And uh, the kids put in the work, man. He's uh, he's physically altered his, his, his look from the scrawny kid coming in to a well-developed looking guy and his arm is mm. has a crazy arm man crazy arm but to answer your question you know about being a little bit all over the place as far as um, where people haven't rated at and I think you better than Mel Kuyper in regards to evaluating talent so I, I appreciate know. that yeah man no doubt, no doubt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, a player like that kind of puts me in the mind frame of Uh-oh. Lamar Jackson. Uh-oh. Puts me in the mind frame of Lamar Jackson because no one could peg how he would do given the given the opportunity to be an NFL quarterback. Um, a lot of people had him scouted as a running back because of his speed, his elusiveness. But here, it's the opposite. We have a pocket passer, pro-style passer, who looks very poised, um, has a lot of support, has been working out with uh, his own quarterback coach individually individually this has nothing to do with the team you know he's put the the work in from a training perspective to build himself up make himself look 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 presentable because I mean everybody everyone was throwing around a kid named Pickett for a while and I think it was mostly because Pickett they won the ACC and then he did the fake slide trick move in the bowl game and so people were wild, you know, looking at a one-trick pony. But, hey, man, let's go back what was. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady was a six-round pick, the 199th pick of the sixth round. And uh, you can put any cliche on him that you want, man. Look at me now. <laughs> Without a doubt. So again, hey, if history, you know, repeats itself, and it falls in the favor of uh, Mr. Malik himself, I they say, man, God bless America, no place else. Thank you. Probably be another story career, and uh, they'll spend a lot of time in the later part of his career saying, hey, no one would have expected him to perform this well 
There you have it. Be on the lookout, guys. Malik Willis in the upcoming draft. I'm a, I, 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 I'm hearing from uh, some of my other podcast buddies out there. Shout mm-hmm. out to them. They representing. Uh, they, but they are real fans of the game. They're real fans of the game. So, not giving you any hoopla, but uh, I'm hearing Trey Lance could be on the chopping block. Mm. Mm. He's not the he's not the apple of the eye in in, mm. in San Francisco's eye. Mm. Big shout out, big shout out to Let the Ball Bounce Podcast Sports Talk over there. Some of my fellow constituents that show me a lot of love, and I'm gonna reciprocate that love, man. You know, throughout throughout, you know, anyone who who does it, and um. As we're doing this thing, man, from from a passion, from a place of passion, you know, mm. when someone can res- show you the, the, the respect and courtesy, you know, I I, I just do the same. Um, just like my guys, Dan Rod eighty eight, Jones boy, and those guys over there, man, at Sports on Stereo, and uh, they had me on their show doing a segment uh, a couple weeks back. It's it's it's, it's interesting being the guest and not the lead sometimes man <laughs> mm. because mm. uh it's it, I, it feels like interrogation when you're a guest on someone's show mm. you know i feel like i was sitting in a room and someone had a spotlight on me and they were just you know hitting me with the 21 questions but really it, it wasn't that intense that extreme but you know in that moment that's what it felt like to me so just mm. just unique being being a guest on someone else's show and uh, they're they're yep. hanging on for your words to uh, you know so, so you can so you can give your opinion on whatever the, the topic is at the time which we were talking of NBA and Kyrie. Mm. We're talking NBA and the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie, and uh, what's the expectations? And like I was telling them, man, hey, I ain't ashamed to repeat it. I don't think the Nets are gonna get out the first round. Oh no no no! I mean, it um, the Nets are becoming very interesting uh, because I, I think sometimes we forget Kevin Durant plays for that team. He does, but I think the the, the issue that I have with the Brooklyn Nets is this: a little bit Kevin Durant as well too. You chose the wrong side, my guy. Hmm. I think he should have been a Knickerbocker. If you were going to help anyone win a championship, I think it would have made sense. I mean, the New York Knicks have been speaking, you know, excuse me. <laughs> Let me take it back. The New York Knicks sports writers, fans, have been coughing up phlegm for the, since Patrick Ewing. Mm. <laughs> you know, they, you know they, they thought they saw they thought they had a chance when Latrell Sprewell was there doing his thing. And, you know, they thought they were going to be able to make a run for something. Just didn't work out to their favor. But, like, it's, it's like now. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's hit or miss, man. Nobody wants to be a Laker. Nobody wants to be a Nick. And these are two of the, uh, most storied teams in the NBA and it's, it's 
I don't know if it's the luxury tax that's prohibiting people from going there or the pressure of being in the in, in those particular cities that are going you know, where it's gonna just be a spotlight on you with everything that you do. But they just can't get it done. But I think like I was saying, you know, just keeping on the straight and narrow, I think Kevin Durant being a Nick would have been way more interesting than him being a New Jersey Brooklynite net as he chose to become and it his teams are just basically nothing more than a little a little more souped up okay no they're they're a little <laughs> more uh soup, souped up OKC teams to me you know he got hardened over there with him at one point Kyrie in and out um you know what do they what do they do they interchange Kyrie for Westbrook they brought they brought James Harden back for a second go round and to rekindle what they thought was magic mm. it really wasn't just didn't work and then the supporting cast from the interchangeable pieces that they brought in you know uh Blake Griffin DeAndre uh Jordan and a host of others man it just don't make sense I don't see them I don't see them as a perennial team that will ever find that success and win a championship. Yeah. I mean, it, it, um, I mean, if you get there, we'll be surprised. (laughs) More than. (laughs) But, I mean, there's no it factor. It's like, talking about the Nets is like stuffing my mouth with dry turkey. Woo. Gobble, gobble. Hmm. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, boy. NBA, <laughs> we're closing out the week, man. We're closing out the week. It'll be over with. You know, they'll have to play in. <laughs> and we'll be into the playoff series. And uh, hold your breath, man. I hope their free agency turns out to be as uh, intense as the NFL. Because if not, you know, we're just two clicks away from seeing a LeBronless NBA and you know not for nothing I, I, the NBA has to shorten the season to 56 games or else they're going to lose everybody sounds fair to me I mean Shaq averaged about 67 65 games in his career uh, 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 in a regular season so I think it's yeah. fitting yeah, it's just too it's so excruciating it's almost like milking money to a certain degree i mean it it, it just it i and what i would propose for was more uh I, I would give the players more days to recover in between the games and not necessarily mess up the schedule uh as far as uh, dealing with football and things of that sort so i mean and then it would give players more time to heal and then Imagine what it would do to production. I mean, think about it. 
when Coca-Cola went to selling those smaller cans, they increased their profit. Hmm. Hey, college kids play what? 30 games? Yeah, 32. that's tough. Give it 35. 33. Yeah. 33 is a stretch. Yep. And so you, you go from 30 to almost tripling that with 80 games. The math is not off. I'm just I'm just trying to round up, you know, for those out there that are like, oh, it's 82. No, yeah, I I know it's 82, but you know, on average, you, you're 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 almost tripling the amount of regular season play from NCAA to the pros, and um, and I and I know baseball is crazy, so I won't I won't overlook the fact that baseball plays a hundred and two games per season but it's a different game it's, it moves slower it's a little easy on the body I mean it's way easier to have a 20 25 year career in the in, in MLB than it is to have that in the uh, in the NBA uh, with the rigorous up and down wear and tear on your body, especially for guys mm-hmm. that are jumpers out there that that love to flex with it, like uh, John Morant. We're already mm-hmm. experiencing that just as much as he's uh, he's made the news and been celebrated as you know everybody's trying to peg him as the next somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm, not gonna, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna push the button on this on this episode and, and, and throw him into a box, but he's a jumper, man. He springs, he elevates, and even Westbrook, uh, over the years doing the same thing, has had chronic knee issues. Hasn't kept Westbrook from playing a lot, but you know those <laughs> those legs hurt, man. They hurt takes a toll on your career over time and that's the value that you have to look at you know when we when we're looking at Ja uh, he's missed he's missed a good fair amount of games this season you know despite the highlights that he's had but but I mean the game is bigger than a a dunk a dunk is still only worth two points man No matter how big it is, no matter no matter how exciting it is, at the end of the day, a dunk is still only worth two points. What about momentum from a dunk? What's the what? The momentum. I mean, it it a dunk can change the frequency of the game. Hey, I mean, a bull rider a bull rider getting kicked off a bull, you know, can get the crowd as. Uh, Excited as a dunk. So, who's uh, really winning? Well, I mean, everybody loves it. I mean, so what are you trying to say? Dominique Wilkins shouldn't be in the top 50? Uh, uh, Dominique Wilkins didn't win a playoff series, I don't think. <laughs> the disrespect. You elder. Your elder talking shit podcast, baby. We talking that <laughs> shit punk over here, man. I don't, I don't remember Dominique in any, any, any uh, important series 
in in, <laughs> in basketball at any given point. Oh my god, I feel like I'm disrespecting my grandpa. No, we, hey, we gonna keep it a buck. You gotta keep it all the way a buck, as they say. Like you know, we can't we we can't hide the truth. But you go back and research this, and I'm just saying. Tell me, what what series do you recall Dominique Wilkins <laughs> playing against Jordan? Did he play? Did he play against Cleveland and Mark Price? Did he play against? I I I, I brought a great jumper, dunk champion. Uh, shout out to TBS and uh, Ted Turner. For Man. you know, having the ability to have his team on. If you lived in the South and you had TBS, I mean, oh, yeah. you had every you had every damn home game. So you was a season ticket holder from your seat. Kevin at Willis, home. Kevin Willis, man, and Spud Webb, and mm. uh, uh, there's one more guy, Doc Rivers. <laughs> oh man, Doc all life. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, man. But, but like I said, I mean, because every, everybody's like, Dominique Wilkins. It's like, okay, we'll let you have him. So I was just like, uh, nobody's really ever saying, like, Dominique Wilkins, man. I, I never saw him shoot a three. <laughs> never saw him shoot a three, but I mean, the <clears throat> only thing I can say about Dominique, and this is gonna be further disrespect. Is <laughs> at least at least he lasted longer than Harold Miner. Oh man, hey, you really bagging on the black athletes today, bro? Like, it, it, it's almost. I, I, listen, I didn't. I didn't think it was a color thing. I didn't think it was a racial thing. Uh, well, I'm, it's starting. I'm, to, I'm, I'm starting. To, well, I'm starting to feel that way. First, you go after the only. The second black quarterback in San Francisco history, you know, you kind of step on his toes. I'll let that slide today. You know what I'm saying? And then you go on to talk about Harold Miner, Dominique Wilkins, and I don't know what you're trying to do with this. Listen, the correlation is this. Both were great jumpers, dunk champions, and they mm. lived in the shadow of Michael Jordan. <laughs> Oh. Mm. So I guess you know, you're not a fan of hard workers, because obviously that was it takes the talent to activate your athleticism, right? <laughs> and what is that a trick SAT question? <laughs> I mean that's talent, right? If you're athletic. God gives you the ability to jump. It's the same as God giving you the ability to shoot a jump shot, right? Not at all. I mean, oh, <laughs> I mean, Gerald Wilkins won the dunk contest. <laughs> oh man, and that's his brother. And neither, and, and neither one of them have a ring. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Shout out Atlanta. Anyways, but yeah, yeah. ATL ho. Like I said, ATL. ATL ho. Uh, ATL ho. 
let's examine Dominique. Dominique, 26,000 points in his career. Damn. Average 25 a game. Six, six, six. I'm, I'm rounding up, man. I'm not doing these points anymore. Seven rebounds a game. 25 points a game. Two assists. Small forward. Parade All-American. Uh, didn't win anything significant in the NBA. Uh, he went over and won an Italian Cup. I don't know if he even played over there. Be interesting to see the statistics. Oh no, I take that back. No, different different league. He won a Greek. He won the Greek MVP in '96. Top scorer in '96. Greek championship in '96. So, you know, like Stefan, he had to go do it overseas. He was the Euro League champion in 96 MVP I mean I guess I don't know if these it's just one team being uh, acknowledged and given double accolades or if he actually played in two different divisions in the European uh, on the European basketball circuit but 96 was obviously his peak year um, that was around the time that Michael Jordan was winning his sixth championship, right? No, nope, he was winning his fourth championship. Mm. And Dominique was already out the league, huh? He was already gone. Gone with the win. How many years did he, he play was... overseas? How many leagues did he play where? How many years did he play overseas? Overseas? Yeah. All right. 95 uh 95 to 98 three years oh okay yeah he went over to greek to uh panther thanicos bologna bologna and uh that's dominique in a nutshell man he, he put in work he had uh 12 years as a hawk abbreviated career uh, I guess he was traded to the Clips and then might have had a buyout and went over to the Celtics briefly and then he tried to come back one more time and sat on the bench in 99 in Orlando. But, yeah. He was still trying to play in, hmm? in 99? He was still playing ball in 99? I said on the bench in Orlando. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, maybe one of those locker room guys. Mm-hmm. But career status. Let me just go to career status in the playoffs. His best year in the playoffs was '88. They played 12 games, so I think some of those games used to be best three out of four. I mean, no, no, yeah. Then they have uh, they had the five games. Before they, because every they didn't always play seven throughout, so mm-hmm. he could have he could have made it out of the first one. That's five, so he could have probably went to the second round. And in '88 was his best year, and he was man, he was on fire. He was averaging 31 points in the playoffs in those 12 games. Uh, but he was shooting hella bricks from the three point line, man, 22 percent, mm. and and. Uh, 
Yeah, that was about it, man. I mean, from 86 to 88, you know, they 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 made it at least to the second round in the in the playoffs, but were always knocked out. He averaged 28 one year, 27 another year, and 31. But they couldn't couldn't get over the hump. And after that, they burnt out. They flamed out in the first round. After that, and then they broke the team up. But salute, mm. you know what I'm saying? Back down memory lane. That's a little old school history right there. 26,000 uh, points is a lot. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. He's, he was a scorer. But, I mean, who else did they have? They had Doc Rivers, Bud Webb, Kevin Willis. Starting four. The center was a white guy. I don't know his name. He was from overseas. But mm. that was... That was the Atlanta Hawks in a nutshell. Nobody got excited. Nobody feared them. Mm. No, I mean, let me I, a, I, I let me find the center's name, man. I I, I don't want to be disrespectful like that. The roster it was the center. That's his name, John Concac. Because his his I'm sorry, I almost cursed. His trading card was in every damn pack of cards you bought. It was like mm-hmm. they overproduced John Concat card. It was like, you know what? Hey, man, eight cards go in this pack. Yeah, man, throw a Concat in there. Mm-hmm. And, and at least... 10, 12 John Cat freaking trading basketball cards. That roster, man, let me see any any names on here that sticks out to you. Scott Hastings. Mm-hmm. Antoine Carr. Oh, yeah. Cliff, Livid- Cliff Livingston. Tree Rollins. Oh yeah, baby. And 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 that's it. That's that's that was the makeup of the Hawks. So once you got past them first five and they got tired, I mean they were subbing with Tree Rollins, Cliff Livingston. Cliff Livingston, <laughs> baby. Yeah. 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 It's all good though, man. Salute. Lenny Wilkins, man. You and I talked about him the other day. He he was a he was the leader of that uh the light skin uh, ninja. Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Lenny Wilkins. Fame Cliff Hall of Fame coach. Cliff Livingston, baby. Cliff Livingston, yeah. Yeah. That's a hell of a bit. Ten points. Sure enough. Oh is oh Cliff Livingston averaged ten points? Yeah. Oh man, he's underrated. Turner Broadcasting, man. It says it right here. This is who they got kicked out by. Celtics kicked them out, man, in 88. Mm. Oh, my bad. Mike Fratello was the coach. I forgot about that Italian guy. Fratello. What a oh, personality. Yeah. Oh, I love and that the Pistons, Pistons kicked him out uh, the year before that. Man, I'm doing a lot of research on, 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 on somebody who didn't win anything. Celtics mm. beat them before that. <laughs> uh, I'm just running them down because they point and click. Let's see. Oh man, the Bucks. The Bucks knocked them out in, in the first round. And I'm trying to think who would have been on that team. On the Bucks. The ring. Been, uh... No, man. The shooting guard was uh Alvin Harper. Uh, they had Alvin Robertson. Yeah, that guy. That guy. He was tough. 
Uh, Lee Mayberry. Nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna give you the books. I'm gonna give you that book. Terry Cummins, Mark Davis, oh. Ricky mm. Green, Sidney Moncroft, a young Ricky Pierce, and again, most of you people have never heard of these people. I know them because I was picking up trading cards in that time, but one of the most boring teams still as today, even with Giannis there. The Bucks are the most Whoa. boring franchise in the NBA. Mm. Agree or disagree? But they do it the right way. Yeah, who gives a damn? Yeah, they do it the right way. I mean, listen. Teams you never heard of in the 90s and early 2000s. The Bucks and the Dallas Mavericks. It was almost like those teams were warm-up teams for the rest of the NBA. Obsolete. Very. Well, that's why Ray Allen was an enigma, right? How did he end up? Oh, yeah. Ray Allen was the only one that made It's like, man, I don't think the Bucks ever showed any other jersey but Ray Allen. No, uh, Chris Red. Chris Red was Chris Red was nice. Chris who? Chris Red. You mean Michael Red? Michael Red. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it was Red. R E D D Double D. Oh god. Yeah. Did he call himself? Did he call himself Michael Red or was it Michael Reed? Pronounced oh. differently. I can't remember. I can't remember him either. Uh, he was out for a minute. Yeah, Milwaukee minute. Yeah. Yeah. They got great beer. Old Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's, 59 cent a can, buddy. That's, that's highly regarded uh, in, in certain areas. Michael Red. See what he put up, man. Oh, Ohio State, right? Uh, absolutely. Mm. Milwaukee. Ah, oh, you spent eleven seasons there, man. Nineteen points a game, four assists. Oh, excuse me, four rebounds, two assists. Desmond. They uh, love him though, man. They love him on the video game. NBA. Say it again. Desmond Mason, yeah. Yeah, Oklahoma man. State. Yeah, you plucking them now, man. You plucking them. <laughs> Boy, you plucking them, man. <laughs> man. This is not a boring segment, guys. We're teaching basketball history, so. <laughs> I mean, KU and North Carolina is in the NCAA championship right now. You know, I... I uh. I mean, everybody, I think they're going to get it right. Now all we need is for Anthony Davis to heal up and we'll be we'll be ready for the NBA Finals. Yes, sir. All right, here's here's the turning point of the Bucks, though. Early Uh-oh. 2000 was the turning point when they tried to get it together. Since we were on mm-hmm. it, they, they had Sam Cassell, mm-hmm. Irving, Magic Jung, center, that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Desna Mason. Yeah. Joel 
Pris, Pris Bella. I, I know his name, but I can't say it. But we call him Pris. Michael Red, Tim Thomas. Oh, yeah. That's a decent little team. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like back when we started winning football. Yeah, it's, 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 this team was like, uh, this team was like, uh, let me see. This team was kind of like a like a young hip hop turning team for them. Mm-hmm. So they they went to the playoffs in three, four, six. Oh yeah. Let me let me assess those teams. So let me see let me see what the roster looked like in four. Was it the same team? Matter of fact, shout out to Terry Porter. He was a head coach at the time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Heavy hitter. DJ Ford was the guard. Next year, uh, Damon Jones, Tony Kuko, Desmond Mason, Michael Red, Daniel Santiago, Eric Strickland, Joe Smith, and Keith Van Horn. Mm. Were, yeah, they got they got stumped by the Pistons. Oh. I think that was the Pistons year to win that championship. Oh, well, oh four, oh five, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. With the Wallace boys, Wallace brothers. Yeah, uh, straight game banging. Yeah, last team right here, last team. Mo Williams, Joe Smith, Michael Red, Bobby Simmons, Tony Kuko. Man, Kuko stayed around for a while. Oh yeah, man. I didn't, I didn't know he lingered in the league like that. Man, he hung out. Andre Bogart. Oh, I remember him. Charlie Bell, shout yeah. out Coach Bell. Yeah. He hung around. Tony Kuko actually hung. Man, man, I'm man, I'm having a day here. Crustacean. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that oh game gosh. Oh, oh, okay, game here. Okay, here's the key. He he is still a special advisor to Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the Chicago Bulls. So Kuko is still in. Uh, he's still hanging around Shotown. Oh man, Kukos, he don't even I don't even know if he knows where he's from. At this point. Hey man. Hey, he's a three time NBA champ, three time Euro League champ, three time Euro League MVP finals. I mean Jordan still calls him a kid. Jordan still calls him that kid. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Tony yeah. Kuko. How old is Kuko, yeah. man, nowadays? Oh, he's probably. pretty young, though, man. He's 53. Oh, he's looking good, though. He's on my Facebook, man. He's looking good. Tony Kuko. Yeah. I wonder if he talks to He probably doesn't man. talk. Does he talk to Scotty? <laughs> Chill out, man. Chill out. Okay. <laughs> Chill out. This feels racist. You know, you know, that's not a thing. Frank Gore, man, he's finally hanging up the cleats. Oh, he has a retired? Finally. He's going to oh. uh, sign a one-day contract and call it the wraps. Uh, he's going to retire with uh, San Fran, and he said he's looking to join the, uh, excuse me, the staff, not in a coaching capacity. He wants to be a scout for the for the team 
in his words, not mine. So good luck with that. As he switches over, he says he, he knows talent, and uh, he would like to work for John Lynch, who's the general manager over there, and hang out in San Francisco. Kudos to Frank Gore. What else popping out there, man, before we call it a wrap, before we close the doors on these people today? Uh, that's about it. That's about it. Wow. Sports. Mayhem. Rumors. Why are we talking about trading Russell Westbrook? The season is over. They talk, they're talking about hopefully in the summer they'll, they'll send Westbrook over to uh, Popovic. And, oh, uh, that'd, that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. I mean, if they do that, man, send LeBron too. I yeah. I really I really hope LeBron signs the trade clause and uh, go ahead and, and go ahead and uh, bid a farewell to the Lakers fan because they don't love him. No, they don't love him at all. No, they man, they they man, they 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 throw dirt on that man name so much. If he Crazy. goes over to the Spurs, he'll play an extra five years. Yeah, man. I say if LeBron go to the Spurs, a lot of people want to see him in Philly. I don't know why. Why? But it'll be interesting. I know he's got that nice I beard. I hope he doesn't go back to Cleveland. What? I don't know. Maybe he'll go to Michigan and uh, uh and and uh and do what? You know. Become an honorary Michigan Wolverine like Colin Kaepernick. Oh man, what would you? Oh, mm. <laughs> mm. pool of palooza. I had to pull mm. one out on you, man. Before we get out of here, mm. well, Colin, I still got it, baby. Kaepernick mm. was uh, slinging his balls. I mean, throwing balls out there with the kids in the spring practice. This past week, and he was given a jersey and given some media time while he was hanging out doing his thing <laughs> up there in Michigan with his former coach. What is your media time? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? He was given media time. Ah, he was given media time. I mean, he's not in the league. <laughs> oh hmm. man. <clears throat> Hey, you got yeah. a chance to toss the balls, mm -hmm. hang out with some kids, and uh, I don't know. I no, I do know, and I'm I'm a, I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a nail in the coffin on this, man. Uh oh. This is Colin Kaepernick talk, probably for the for the last time for me. Seriously. Uh oh. I I really think that. Or I'm not going to say I think. I'm going to choose a different, different words. I wish I knew what Colin Kaepernick wanted at this stage. I wish he was candid enough to sit down in a 2020 segment with Gail, maybe, mm. and have a genuine conversation with Gail and say, hey, I can't talk about XYZ because of the lawsuit. And there's an NDA. I can't talk about it. But I can say this. 
And if he could open up and tell us what he really wants other than to come out every season telling us that he can still throw the football, I mean, hell, in my 30s, when I was coaching youth football, I was I was all-time quarterback in practice for my kids. Mm-hmm. I could still throw the football, you know, with minimal pressure coming at me. And well, I'm not saying that it's I'm not saying well, that his talent is diminished. I'm just simply saying this: this is two points I'm gonna make. Then five years, and as an athlete, Hayden, you know, when you let that body rest, it softens up. Without a doubt. So, how real are you in your quest for a comeback if you haven't lowered yourself to go and play somewhere at this point that you may consider beneath you in order to make a statement to say, I can still do this shit? You know, Doug Flutie wasn't your atypical quarterback because of his vertical, because of his stature. He was a short guy. He spent many years after playing in the USFL, not going to the NFL first, coming out of Boston College. He went over and played in Canada, Toronto Argonauts, so I think he spent a lot of time there. Kaepernick, why don't you jump the border? Go to the CFL if it's all about the game and playing. Show us that you still show improve basically at this point, or give it up and start coaching if you still want to impact the game and be around the game. But I think this farce of crying wolf begging for media attention year after year, getting the emotional, uh naysayers revved up and then also getting the people that sided with you revved up and kind of creating this uh invisible race war that came Whoa. out because of because of your stance it, it, it is i'm just gonna be, be blunt i mean mm. he didn't do he didn't do it but ultimately that's what it that's what it became it was his words and actions against well, basically, let me let me sum it up. He was F the police. That's what that's what his outcry was perceived to be by most white people. And mm. F and F the military branches because you're taking a knee doing an unpatriotic song that some people think is patriotic but don't even know the friggin' words to it. Mm. Now I'm not on the tear. I'm just saying. I'm trying sounds, to Sounds like you're I'm on the tear. To, you're on the I'm tier. trying to put a no, I'm trying to put a feather in my cap. Mm. Once and for all. Because enough is enough. It's either you're gonna do something or you're gonna shut your pie hole and change your course and do something in a whole nother direction. If you like Jim, if you love Jim Harbaugh that much. <clears throat> I'm sure he'll get you a job there. Why not start out as a quarterback coach? All he wants is a- world peace. All he wants is world peace. 
I don't. I I, I, I get I, that, I and, and I get that, and 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 I apologize. Not over talking, not to be confused with anything. I mean, he's taking a similar stance that Muhammad Ali took, and and it was very unpopular at the time, Thank and you. he was persecuted. He was persecuted for his actions, saying that he wasn't going to serve in the military. But at some point, all was forgiven once he started winning again. They only love you when you're winning. So I'm saying to Cap, you got to find some other kind of way to win. And this is but what I'm can't... talking about. Go for it, brother. Well, it, it's the this is why it's so tough on light-skinned people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is the reason why how hard we ride on our light-skinned brothers. And this is why Jawan finally broke on TV. Will Smith finally broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, we got to be conscious of how we ride on our light-skinned brothers. Like, Man, this is real tough. It's out of me. Uh. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm standing here. I'm, <laughs> my mouth is wide open like Chris Rock right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're too hard on them. We're too hard on our light-skinned brothers. Oh man! Public service announcement. Look at you pulling the Terrence Howard card, and I don't. <laughs> okay, DJ. <laughs> Lucius. Okay, Lucius. You pulling the Terrence. Howard. It's hard out here for Tim. For Tim. Tim or Tim? Which one? Man, this is a light skin day. Light skin day. Well, you know what? We gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna fuck it up. F U G G. Don't censor me. Saturday Night Live went on a tear, and they had to touch on the Will Smith slap mm. and Chris Rock. If you haven't seen it, please enjoy the laugh. <laughs> enjoy the laugh. Uh, mm. It's kind of getting dangerous in the streets, though. For oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, his brother, Tony Rock, had some choice words directed at Will saying, you know, I ain't my brother. I'll beat your ass. Come up here and you try that with me. This ain't the Oscars. End quote. That was his that was his word. This ain't the Oscars. End quote. That's Tony Rock performing live at a show recently. Um had those choice words directed at Will Smith. I don't know where people should be taking this at the end of the day. I mean, Will Smith made the movie called The Pursuit of Happiness. And he really has pissed off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They are not happy with him right now. He has resigned from the Academy Awards over the past week, this past Friday. He resigned. I mean, I, I, I'll be remiss to say I don't even know what the hell that means. He said he resigned. <laughs> he resigned from the Academy Awards. So, well, I mean, is it is it vacating your win, or are you were you a part of the voting committee? And you're giving up that seat. I don't know because it wasn't. It wasn't. There was no clarity in what he said to me. Yeah, but he won platinum without cussing on CD. Like we gotta, we gotta forgive him. Uh, I'm not necessarily angry with Will Smith. Be honest with you. I, I look at the situation as this. This is my evaluation. You got Chris. You got Will. Two guys that have been around for many years now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start some controversy since you sent me what you sent me the other day. And shout out to our listeners out there. 
you know, this is this is uh, piggybacking off of the power of YouTube podcast that we dropped a couple of days ago when we said conspiracy theories. Well, I said conspiracy theories that are out there. And then you sent me something saying that, hey, conspiracies are drying up now because they ain't, they've been disproven that they weren't really conspiracies. So I'm going to make this conspiracy now to say Will Smith never connected and he never smacked Chris Rock. This is a learning point for everyone who has fallen for this gaffe and it's helping people identify culturally, personally with trauma that they may have experienced in their life and this is the way that they got people talking about it and how to deal with it. And also it's sewing up some things for people in the future to say, hey, keep your hands to yourself. I think that's really the big lesson here. No, so that's not it at all. Will Smith is actually helping train cops around America and showing them how not to hurt black people. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's now. the lesson. Well, yeah. or I think it's the lesson could possibly be that black women need to stop frying your hair like chicken. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. So you what is the... Well, no, no, no. What, what is the you name? Selfishly <laughs> went down that rabbit hole, you dirty mother sucker. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I always remember when my little cousins, when Grandma would heat heat up that little hot iron or flathead thing. I'm not quite sure what it was. I just always went back outside, and when I smelled my little cousin's hair cooking, you know, I was like, man, I was hungry, but not anymore. But um. Yeah, what is, what's the name of that disease she suffers from? Uh, alopecia. Alopecia is the uh, the, uh, the scalp disorder that was going around allegedly that Jada has. I don't want to say suffers from. I mean, I mean, if you can cut your head off and you still look fine, there's a lot of people walking around with the bald head. You know, Michael Jordan has done it for years, and nobody's complained. Mm. Um, there's a girl on SportsCenter that you showed me the other day on ESPN2. Um, I didn't see any problem with it. Uh, India Irie has done it. Erica Badu mm. has done it. Mm-hmm. So there's been many women that have uh, – Tony Braxton wears her hair very, very short crop. And shout-out to Mother Sinead O'Connor. Let me not leave mm. her out of that because – Mm. This is inclusive meritocracy over here, baby. Nothing Not compared to you. Color, exactly. It's about all of us. We embrace all bald heads, skin heads included, even the mm. black skin head, Kanye. Mm. <laughs> but I'm not a new slave. So saying that to say, and my grandmother too, shout out to her. She wears mm-hmm. her hair crop low as well. And granny. I'm going to throw you in this one right here. If it gets back to you and you don't like it, I know you're going to tell me. You're going to cuss me out because she's she's very direct. Mm -hmm. Grandma said this, right, in a conversation her and I had. She said, (laughs) she said this about Chris. 
She said, hey, it caught up to him. You get what you asked for at some point. But he said, Will Smith should have came right on down and slapped her too because she up there talking about how small his penis is. And I said, whoa, come on. Whoa, <laughs> so Jada Pinkett is not necessarily off the hook um, in essence. And again, I know I'm going to take backlash. I know people going to listen to this and they're going to feel some type of way just like they felt some type of way about me uh, saying that Kim, Kim uh, the Minnesota cop that killed the young, young, young man uh, with the one gunshot, she she deserved leniency. Mm. So I know this is gonna fall right under that category. But if you if you are into media, sometimes you're gonna say things that's controversial, and this is controversial. Um, let's be let's be blunt. We're gonna talk about it. Let's go beyond the slap and talk about the whole thing. I mean, the wife disrespected the husband several times on her Red Table talk show. Mm. Uh, and again, this is coming from Jada Pinkett, not my grandma. She say, hey, Will ain't measuring up sometimes in the bed to make her feel good. Whatever that means. You know, um, she's been accused of being with August Alcina. Uh, uh, a, a rap R&B singer that's way younger than her and Will and um, allegedly she baited him in when he was going through depression and took advantage of him. Mm. But she's not in jail like R. Kelly. Mm. <laughs> mm. So Will I think you need to start looking at Jada, man. I know he's gone on the show, and she made him cry like a a, a small person. Yeah, she's got his daughter writing letters to Tupac. Yeah, and look at her fascination with another bald head. So mm. she, couldn't, she couldn't obviously be that sensitive about the state of her hair because she's come out and said she likes it. She likes it, you know. Uh, India Irie verse from her song says, I am not my hair. And considering that Jada Pinkett is a very fashion-forward person, trendy person from her heyday in Hollywood, um, where she made her entrance through the Bill Cosby-produced Different World, uh, where she came on the scene, and uh, Tupac was her uh, back-home love interest on there, mm. even back then. You know, she, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, she, man, she's been paired with a lot of bald heads. I'm, I'm going to run down one more in a minute. But <laughs> she has, uh, she, she's had several hairstyles, you know, fashion-forward person that pulls your hair in many different, different ways and, um, you know, from the extremes and stuff. But, even her daughter chose to cut her hair off in the middle of the tour and a European tour and said, let's go home, daddy. When, when she was promoting, uh, 
whip my hair. I wear my hair in a whip or something to that effect when Willow first came out. And that's a story that Will Smith often talks about. And so this hair thing in their house seems to be a hot topic for them. And it's kind of crazy that it, 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 it went so far. But someone said she side-eyed him. But here's, I'm back on the conspiracy now. Uh-oh. I call, I smell bull crap. Because if you look at all angles of this thing, she laughed after he came back to his seat. And uh, Chris Rock said, wow, Will Smith just smacked the ish out of me. And you see her chuckling. And in the form of enjoying the joke, not necessarily feeling proud like, yeah, that's my that's my man. He he. He stood up for me. It was more like it's entertainment. And so I'm not one to buy into this Will Smith connecting and really smack this guy. I think it's something deeper. It's a it's a public psyops that they're pulling and making us uh go through the motions as we are now. We're still talking about it. It's the Virgil Tibbs days. Challenge. It is. It's, it's actually seven days later, man. Oh, Tupac again. <laughs> it is seven days later and we're still talking about the smack at the Oscars. But yeah, but Jada's been paired up with uh what was the guy named uh uh Kenny uh, Reigns? Uh, 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 uh no uh Keen Woodbine and uh Jason's lyric. Mm. You know, when he he had a thing for it and then and I mean I I, I don't know, I kinda feel like they used him as a bootleg Tupac in that movie. Oh yeah. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Low down dirty so, shame. I don't know, man. Maybe she likes to lick ball heads as one of her uh fetishes. Mm. And that's her thing. But I'm gonna get off I'm gonna lay off her head now. And just like I said, it's it will forever be my conspiracy. I'm not the opinion of most people, I didn't witness another man getting smacked. I witnessed a great skit at the Oscars that caught people off guard because that is nothing that you would ever expect to see at the Oscars. And uh, it's just gonna somehow, hurt Duke. It's just gonna hurt Duke, the uh, conditioner company. <laughs> Cause I just took my I just took my Duke back, bought a uh, permit kit last week from CVS, aka Eckerd's, and so I just I kept the receipt, so I got to go take it back. Hey, listen, man, if you ever wanted those deep waves again, <laughs> you, you, you don't you don't have to look any further than the barbershop. So if you if you go swinging to most big name barbershops in your area. Man, you can go get your lace front put on your head, man. And you can feel real good about yourself, my guy. You can feel Let real good about yourself. Let it burn, baby, like Usher. It's all oh, good. <laughs> but this is how we do it, man. Chemical hey, alterations. Chemical alterations, man. You know what I mean? So 
Jada, Will, hey, please, somebody step up and apologize to the public. Or, I don't know, come out with a come out with a sex tape or something, man. Change the narrative at this point. Cause... So is it about a plastic surgery or a perm? You know, is it the less of the two evils? <laughs> oh, man, I know, right? Dang, <laughs> gang, gang! <laughs> Ooh, man! Shout out to Pfizer. <laughs> Pfizer has a uh... <laughs> wow. Pfizer, ha- Pfizer has uh, some new hair growing products coming out, man. Oh, just are you serious? Just just in time, yeah, Pfizer. Are are you now? Is that called inside stock trading? Hey, to each his own. Oh. And I'm gonna read a comment here about the slap, okay. the stage slap, the stage slap. Excuse me, comes from a uh, Robbie Road Streamer. Check him out, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he is, but I think he's pretty popular on uh, the Facebook platform, Robbie, double B-Y, R-O-B-B-Y. Ironic, SNL did this because the slap was fake! Exclamation mark. The slap fight at the Oscars was staged by the Democratic Hollywood elite new woke order. To distract us from Ukraine gas prices, they should have let... I'm not going to censor myself. They should have let, let Trump speak at the Oscars about cheap gas in Ukraine. I mm. want my 99 cent Trump gas back. Oh, yeah. Two pumps for Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't pay me. I It just caught my attention because it was up at the top. Has a lot of likes. It's funny. And uh, it's, it's real. More importantly, it's real. Yeah, but some people, some people say you know, things like this, you know, people are experiencing cognizant distance, distance, you know, calling this fake. But why are, why are we so overly invested in it? If I think it's fake and you don't think it's fake, just let bygones be. Here's another opportunity for America to be divided. Over a friggin' slap. Whose side are you on? Well, I'm on the hand side. <laughs> Backhand or front? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was an open, yeah, it was open face, right? It was open face. Yeah. So as long as it's open face, We've been talking about Virgil Tibbs on the show the last three weeks anyway. And, you know, look for that in the heat of the night coming out with your very own Academy Award winner, William Smith. What they what they call it, a uh, reboot? Oh, something like that. But somebody, yeah. I wonder who's going to spray the coconut oil on everybody's forehead on the set. Mm. Wouldn't want it to get in anybody's hair. Yeah. Well, I guess I must. I guess I, I better be quiet about things, you know, since uh, seems like people don't like this whole 
smack situation. But I, I don't know, man. Good. I'm gonna stand. You know what? I'm gonna stand my ground. Stand my ground. I'm gonna let it be. At the end of the day, salute to uh, all of the final four, final twos at this point, and yep. these two championship games that are about to go down. And last but not least, man, Juwan Howard. Get about this motherfucker without talking about some football, baby. Some NFL. I'm a back. I'm a backtrack to NFL. Oh. And this, I got to stop for a second. The Oscar slap, right? Did you see mm. the punch where the kid was uh, running the four? He was running a, a sixteen hundred meter race, and he was coming up on the kid, and he cold cocked him. Uh, yeah. He stepped uh, over. He stepped over him like Iverson did. Uh, you got in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he went on to win the race. Well, they say if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> Pass. But I mean, but but again, but look, but look, look at what this 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 incident has spawned. You know, we've seen three slaps in yeah. two months. You are one. Will. And now this this kid that was competing in the Florida High School Atlantic Track and Field um, Invitational in Kissimmee, Florida, has made a viral, has become a viral sensation by putting their hands on other people. So for the well, I mean, first man. There's no broken jaws, though. Like the slap is, is totally it's the humiliation of it, right? At the end of the day, it's being humiliated. It is definitely it is, but uh, just get out there like that, and you're taking your frustrations out on somebody publicly. The only thing that I'm going to say last about the, the slap is this. <clears throat> A precedence has been set by these three black men. Mm. Two, two Caucasians were smacked, and one black guy was smacked. But nobody went to jail. Mm. So beware of the hand that could smack the ish out of you. <laughs> Go on. Moving on, man, to NFL real quick. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, oh man! Yeah. Moving on, man. Real quick, and then we gonna close out on this one, man. Uh, NFL. Sheesh. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That that I, I'm I'm slightly touched. I'm slightly touched. But um, NFL. Real quick. I was trying to say. Uh. uh Washington Deadskin Commanders. Oh, Jesus. Washington Deadskin Commanders, hyphenated Commanders, <clears throat> head uh, owner, Snyder, Daniel Snyder, was caught red-handed, no pun, where there's some collusion going on with the books. Allegedly, 
but more than likely confirmed, since we are now confirming that there are no such thing as conspiracies, if it's <clears throat> if you put that full court press on. But uh, the front office and the House committee, who did a review on the uh, on the team as they're looking into allegations from inappropriate sexual misconduct to uh, racism to uh, what well, is it with you? Why, why do you have a problem with Dan Snyder? I don't understand. I'm gonna pick it up. Ah, shut the. I, no, uh, I mean I'm serious. I mean, uh, I'm, day, reading, day. I'm reading the story. I'm reading the story. I'm reading the story. I don't have a problem with him. Uh, oh. <clears throat> but this is this is this is ethics, though. This is ethics, right? <laughs> this is ethics. <laughs> They 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 allegedly held the ticket revenue from the visiting team for many years now. Oh. oh. So they've been, you know, I mean, you're looking at a billionaire who's stealing from, you know, other teams. Mm. So by the rule, 40% of all ticket income goes into a league-wide visiting team fund. Mm-hmm. That money gets divided up amongst all the teams. So apparently... Washington has two books, and in the other book where they were keeping tabs on its visiting visiting team ticket sales, they were not reporting accordingly, and they were stealing money from the other visiting teams. So what you're telling me is a billionaire stole? Hey, from the report, this is what they're going through, man. Uh, it's coming out of the Washington Times as the source. Mm. Uh, they've diverted money that should have gone to his partners. Uh, that should that should be enough to take care of his long-term partners. Snyder has, in his absence, because he was suspended without being noted, his wife was running the team while he was serving the suspension throughout the season. Uh, he was trying to. He was literally trying to clean his dirty work up. Mm. And uh, I don't know. The fans are vested. The fans. The fans love. They love their franchises so much mm-hmm. that they're willing to overlook the misconduct of the leadership at the top. And so, the thing is this, right? And I said this a couple shows back. If the team isn't winning, you guys, they they have a they they go down and they vote every year at the end of the year on on different changes to the league that impact the game, impact conduct, etc. I think it's time that they start voting these people out and forcing them to sell these teams after they're unsuccessful. It's like running a business. I can't report to the government every year that I've taken a loss running the business. I will be shut down. So if you guys come up, purchase a team five years in a row, 10 years in a row, you're in a losing state. And I, and I, and one team that I say this to right now specifically is New York Jets. It's time mm. for Mr. Mr. Johnson. It's time for him to sell the team. 
It's time for Schneider to sell the team. Let it go. You're not good at what you're doing. It's great that you have the ability to get partners. If not, if you, I mean, it's it's rare that somebody is a sole principal owner of a of a of a uh, major sports team as it stands in America because of the value of it. But it's rare that you're a sole part a sole owner. Vote these guys out, man. They're trash. They've been in power for so long that they literally are like the boogeyman in the closet. So when they do start doing things like this, people are afraid to speak up because they're afraid of retaliation. I don't want to lose my job. I like this. I like having season access. I like being paid, you know, a hundred grand a year to be the ball boy or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So when they get called in for questioning, no, I didn't see anything because they don't want to lose their job. Please take this in here. Yeah, but is that is that fair to to other people in the organization that have to deal with you know people like this? And I'm I'm not accusing Mr. Snyder of anything. I'm not trying to slander him personally. Thank you. I'm just speaking on I'm speaking on the question the questionable allegations of you know cheerleaders being spied on, cheerleaders being asked to take pictures, um, mm. groped. Uh, Whoa. Uh, or, or yeah, man, groped or. Or take photos that are made them feel uncomfortable personally to appease to the owner or management that may have indicated for them to do so. And so, you know, we have this thing of rights, people's rights, fair, equality, et cetera. But it seems to not matter in the workplace when you're dealing with billionaires because it's not just it's not just Daniel Snyder that we're experiencing this from. I mean, we have the whole intimidation thing with the Phoenix Suns owner right now where they're winning. That's the only that's the only difference. They're winning with the Phoenix Suns. Then what are but, we talking I about? Mean, there, hey, but there's been there's been a lot of reports of people saying that the owner has literally crossed the line in regards to how he treats women and other individuals, some of them minorities. Mm. But there's a lack of cooperation in these major hearing, excuse me, in these major investigations to 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 come up with uh, sustained findings because people have, they, they, they've said it. They said, we don't feel that our statements will keep, will, will be held uh, to a standard of us being able to maintain our an, uh, anonymity. I'm saying that right. I'm just saying mm-hmm. being anonymous. Mm-hmm. And so they they don't want to step up and proceed to try to push the issue with them. And so we have this long, ongoing BS until maybe, until maybe somebody records them like they did the uh, Clippers owner when he didn't know that he was being recorded making derogatory comments and why shame someone to get them out of office like i mean get to get them to sell the team if mm-hmm. it's a situation where you know hey listen my guy this robert 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 Kraft, you're not off the hook either 
you know, if you if you're out there doing if you break the code of conduct that you are holding the players to as the owner, why aren't they enforcing you to sell? And it, I mean in the there across the board. Well, and then also craft cheese too at the end of the day should be legal. I mean, listen, I, hey, the man got a massage and maybe a hand job. If he was overseas, yeah, nobody but the fact that he was down in a massage parlor in, in Palm Beach after the Super Bowl, you know. Mm, massage parlors, I mean, that's a tough. Well, I mean, you can't go to him in Houston or out there, you know what I mean? Hey man, the guy, I can I can make the excuse to say, hey, his wife died. He's a widow. Mm. What do you want him to do? Where's where, where is he gonna go to actually date? <laughs> He's gonna go stand at the bar and hang out, and try to find another lady. I mean, yeah, we well, so talk to ask Deshaun Watson, right? Hey, you forced me to that one. You forced me. That was a setup. I mean, yeah, there. You can mm-hmm. go there or Heidi Fleiss. <laughs> oh, that would be insane. One, one or the other, but, but, yeah. but, yeah, man, not, 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 not to, not to just stretch this thing out, but I'm just saying, you know, some of this, some of this stuff is like. I'm I'm listening to it. All these reports that are coming out, and one thing I will say is this: like David Stern and Paul Tagliabue would have had none of this. Thank you. Point blank. So, so, and I, and I'm gonna just go to his his uh, Roger Goodell. I ain't no hate coming from my heart, but I'm just saying this in a professional sense. Man, you make sixty million dollars a year. Mm. Why don't you manage? I always do your tough. job and manage. Well, Cool World was a better movie than Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the same director. I hear you, but I mean, you making sixty million dollars a year, man? What? Are you are you are you gonna live up to just being a figurehead in leadership, or are you gonna ever put your foot down and make some change and make the people happy? You keep begging all of these, you keep begging all of these states. Why Jay Z? That's a New York thing, man. Tyson didn't have any problem with Trump, so can't ask Jay Z. But uh, just saying. Y'all want every state in which the NFL team is in to turn around and build you a billion-dollar stadium and lay it on the line for you. So when are you going to lay it on the line for your fans, your true fans, your people? They stuck with you through Kaepernick's situation. They stuck with you through Michael Vick. They're sticking with you now. The big, big you gonna reward the fans, man, and clean and clean up some of the back office stuff. Well, he did it. And pay these guys. I... <laughs> Bruce Harris stepped down and retired. 
back to Will Smith. Pay these guys for the CTR, man. <laughs> CTR. Oh, so we're still talking football during basketball season, right? Of course we are. Mm. Uh. Hey, if Le- if LeBron if LeBron is not in, nobody really cares what's going on in the uh in that the was, NBA. That was me deflating earlier, a PSI coming out of football right out of my breath. Look at look at NFL, right? In a nutshell. Keep it real simple. The NFL knew they were in trouble once Brady left. Look how quickly he made an about face. They're still scrambling to figure it out. They're trying to put these guys in the right place, the next up-and-coming quarterbacks, so that they can carry the torch. Yeah, that's why he's. That's why Brady's mentoring Baker Mayfield right now. <laughs> oh boy, concussions yeah. by Will Smith, man. Y'all go back and check it out. Twenty fifteen. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it was a dope ass movie. Alec Baldwin was in there. Luke Wilson oh. was in that joint. My man oh. Arliss was in there. Arliss Howard was in there. Arliss, love that show. This movie caught a lot of flack. This movie caught a lot of flack, but like I said, man, NFL, pay those men, pay pay those guys, man. Let's go. Till next time, peace. Yep.